With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, I mean, like, like I said, I thought we had the puck on our stick a lot and and couldn't find a, a next play quick enough. And they have a quick team, obviously, and good sticks and physical, but for us, we need to get our body over the puck a little bit more and a little bit more communication um, and just get confidence on the wall and get confidence with the puck on our stick. Um, and it starts, yeah, like I said, communication will be helpful there. And, find our strength and, and find our game and our rhythm. And, uh, it's in there in spurts, very little spurts, but as a whole, uh, we need everybody to get in sync here. It also seems like most teams, a uh, home opener, you know, all the introductions, it seems like there's a natural let down. Was part of the, the whole, you know, introductions and getting started late, does that factor into anything? No, I don't think so. I mean, we had a good excitement and you take a couple penalties there and it, it kind of kills the momentum of the team when they capitalize on that. You want to try and do make an impact out there as a player and as a team in the line. Sometimes uh, you think a little bit too much and look for something a little bit better than going to our south. And for us, it's about being simple. They're not trying to force it and, and get back to our strength. Back to you.
Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash blueshirtunderground. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Blue Shirt Underground Radio. Today is Monday, October 13th. My name is Jim, and as always, I am joined by my co-host and friend, Eddie. Eddie, how are you? Good, good. Got used to that new opening there. It's pretty good. I like what Ryan McDonough had to say. I like the fact that he used one of our words, debacle. Debacle, right? <laughs> the right, that right, out our, right out of our book. Yeah, I mean, it was a debacle <laughs> last year. And I like the fact that he says, let's, let's talk about next year. We got a whole new group. He's a new captain. And a whole new debacle. <laughs> he got a whole new debacle, but I like that he's talking semi. I mean, he started kind of like, you know, giving us a little soft soap there and a little dance, you know, and then he got more into it. And who was that buffoon who asked about, do you think it was the opening introductions? I mean, give it a break. It's what happens between the, 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 the face-off dots and what, whatever. It has nothing to do with that. Those guys have been introduced a million times in their lives. Playing with each all had nothing to do with it. It was a disgusting well, was walk. Saying, well, I'll agree with you, but uh, and we'll we'll get back to the we'll we'll start at the top in a minute. But uh, I was listening to NHL Network over the weekend, and there's actually a stat where teams on their on their home openers, their record is not good. It's not what you'd think. And they were actually talking about if if these you know these opening nights are kind of a letdown. I don't know if you watch the. The Kings on their the night they raised the banner, which I'm going to talk about as well in a minute. But uh, you know they went out and got shellacked by the Sharks, who are the Sharks are you know beginning their historic march to uh, being the best team in the West and going out in the first round as usual. But <laughs> so I don't know. You know we all remember they lost the uh, they lost the night they hoisted the banner in '95. They played flat <laughs> hockey that <laughs> night. I know you don't make excuses. You're really, you're really reaching for questions when you're saying you think it might have been the introductions you had to wait. It's the Toronto well, Maple they, Leafs. They should have ran well, a team out of the building. The Maple Leafs stink. Well, granted, if that was the beginning of the Ryan McDonough interview, and by the way, I'll give a shout out to uh, Sports Talk New York, 5:40 a.m. for the audio because that's where I um, creatively acquired it from. If that was the very beginning of Ryan McDonough's interview with the press, and that was the second question out of the gate, do you think it was? Do you think it was the whole opening? I mean, you know, yeah. Then, then it's a little, it's a, it's a, it's a bit lame. Oh, I could, I could ask a thousand different questions. <laughs> you know, why your goaltender stuck up the joint? I said it. You want to talk about a debacle? Never played a giant stink bomb in net. And still, they still would have lost. But still, we were talking about it before the show. I mean, you want to get a crowd real quiet. I mean, the one constant with the Rangers is if you go to a Ranger game, Henrik Lundqvist is going to be great. And once he goes uh, south, the fans are like, "Uh uh-oh. We're in for it. I mean, I don't know if you guys agree. I know me and Jim are in agreement. And listen, we all know that Henrik is great. 
and he does have off nights, and I thought last night was an off night. I, I still think they wouldn't have won. They they didn't play a consistent game. Oh, relax. The Maple Leafs think it's panic time. I had to watch Don Cherry flip out Saturday <laughs> when they lost, saying they don't draft anybody from the OHL. There's no Canadian boys on this team. They got... They got. They only draft uh, guys from Sweden and the USHL. There's no Canadian boy. I'm going. Wait a minute. You know what, Don? The Rangers, who predominantly get free agents of the Swedish and the Norway, and predominantly draft from the USHL, you got to the Stanley Cup last year. So don't be bashing just because you, know, you don't have a number of OHL guys out there, Don. They were ready to hang freaking Brendan Shanahan Saturday, and all of a sudden they beat the Rangers and Cutters going wild? Give it a break. That team stinks. Cutter was spotted running through the streets of Kitchener naked late last night by some by some well-placed sources that we have in Kitchener. I mean, when do I care about the Leafs? I care at least when i got to watch uh, Don Cherry spew his bullshit. About how, uh, you know, it's that whole uh, it's hockey's Canada's game and we have Canadian boys. You get the best players. You don't care where they're from. Exactly. Anyway. And how I got to watch the booze. How many Euros did the did the Red Wings have when they were winning those cups? Yeah, it's and, all that and, old school mentality of these old guys over 60. And players from the blonde countries. Right. Uh, yeah. right. right. John well, Monaco. Let's get down to it. Let's get down to beeswax. What's we'll your start take? With game What's one? Going on? Well, let's start with opening night against the Blues. We'll start. We'll we'll start high. We'll ride high, and then we'll come crashing down to Ryan McDonough's debacle. Opening mm-hmm. night, big three-two win over the Blues. The uh, Marty St. Louis, Kreider, Nash line, six points between the three of them. Uh, I like the fact that the – I mean, the Blues are a good team. At least I think they are. Good team. Oh, they are. And they, they are a good team. And, and, you know, and they were in their home opener. And they kept fighting back, and the Rangers were able to – you know, I thought, I thought it said a lot that the Rangers weren't just happy with a point on the road, and they get a late goal from – Ricky Ricky Lee Nash of all people, who had two goals on opening night, on his on his historic march to 45 goals, as Justin has is on uh, on record as saying. I still think he's on crack, but but good for him, good for everybody. So I, I like the way they played Thursday. Hey, they showed Thursday. a lot of moxie. Loved uh, yeah. Kreider's goal. That was game one, the breakaway. Was it game two? Oh, can't remember. I don't know. Anyway, that line looked really good. And how about uh, the chocolate Duclair? I mean, uh, oh, 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 oh. chocolate Duclair. We're going Duclair. there. Yeah, I mean, he's great. We're going there. It's a, that's not offensive to chocolate Duclair. <laughs> you know, chocolate's not negative. Sometimes you like the vanilla while I whip this out. The Midnight Rider, whatever you want to call him, the Black Flash, uh, the Duke. 
I mean, he looked good opening game. He looked like he was right back in the, uh, you know, he was right back in the, the mix. Like, he was never, you know, like that was not his first game. The guy doesn't show any nerves. I like him. I mean, what's not to like? Uh, and he's had some opportunities afterwards. So the St. Louis game was very satisfying. You know, uh, they go on the road. Winning in St. Louis is not an easy thing to do. That's a solid team. Uh, they're a big team. At least they're known for being bigger and rough. The Oshi Zuccarello fight. Uh, Zuccarello fight. I didn't know uh, <laughs> what courage know was going on there. Yeah, All really. I think of was your line. What courage? Oh, that's courageous. Oshi picks on Zuccarello, and then and then uh, who else? Somebody else in that game that's really uh, really small on the Rangers was getting picked on. And I was like, oh. You're going after all our big guys. Stempiak, uh, maybe? Stemper? I don't remember. That, but uh, Zook held his own in that fight for about the first 15 seconds. Yeah. And then well, yeah. and then he turtled faster than Sean Avery. Yeah. I Listen, T.J. Oshie's not a bruiser either, let me tell you. No, he's always he's like 5'11". He's, he's not a big guy. He's a, I mean, if he gets 20 minutes a year, that's big. He got like half his penalty minutes of that, that fight. It was yeah, the two shootout specialists going at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. It was a, a, like, like you, sh- you should have a shootout, then a brawl, and then it's been right. all like, <laughs> yeah. like, like the old superstars, the competition, and like a, you know, obstacle course, whatever. So, yeah, you know, and, and that kind of triggered something with me uh, with, as far as Zuccarello goes, and I think how the Rangers will be approached by other teams is that. These other teams that got ousted in the playoffs and then got chance to see the Rangers in the playoffs and see them in the Stanley Cup have really gotten a good look at who the Rangers are and what their players are about. And I think what they notice with Zuccarello is he won't back down. He, he'll slash you in the ankles if you push him. And I think they know, they respect him more, and they also notice him more on the ice. And it seems like he's garnered a lot of that attention so far where they know that uh, he's a little bit chippy. Uh, as much as what I think Kreider as well, who's you know gotten a little bit of the reputation of being a guy in front of the net, um, I think these teams know the Rangers a lot better than they did beforehand. And there will be, there's a target on them right now. Until we get into the season where, you know, if the Rangers are in third place or whatever, you know, then it will fade away from people's mind. But the first time around, people know the Rangers and they know who's the good guys. And, they, you know, they certainly, you know, the guys that have remained, I think teams got a pretty good idea. And they, I think they're getting up from. I know for a fact uh, they talked to one of the Maple Laughs, you know, before the game. And, uh, and he was like, yeah, we watched them in the playoffs and, you know, we know what they're about. We're looking forward to playing them. So, you know, the Rangers have that moniker on them right now. Um, yeah, so, and, uh, you know, you were talking about the Blues being big and tough. Did you see uh, that – I can't think of his first name. Uh, Christopher Reeves there. Did you see him plow John Moore into the boards? Did you, oh, yeah. <laughs> nailed him. I mean, Reeves, he is a big dude, <laughs> and he just – Flattened John Moore, 
I was I didn't think John Moore was gonna get up. But yeah, I mean I like the way they I like the way they came back in that game. You know, kept, no, that didn't... was a good way. That was just like right where we left off. I mean, just heart coming to play. Right. And then you know, again, it's only three games. And uh, I guess if you want to talk about game two, which I don't want to make any excuses, but that was an awfully officiated game. I mean, that was, a, I mean, terrible refereeing in that game. I mean, uh, Rangers were getting penalties when they shouldn't have, and they were not getting. And, and that was the game where Kreider took the, right, I think Kreider took that 17 minutes for the instigator coming to the defense of Zuccarello. But I think, again, people are starting to engage him a little bit more, maybe to get him off his game, or they know that he, you know, he likes to mix it up a little. That also killed the Rangers. I didn't think that was a great penalty by Kreider. He's got to know that's not his role. I mean, it came at the end of the second period, and he's out for 17 minutes. I mean, that's nuts. And, yeah. Yeah, and that's right. How he says it's Scott Hartnell with that asshole. He's an asshole, that guy. And he's hitting people after the whistle, nothing. So, um, I would take Artem Scott Hartnell on the Rangers in a heartbeat. Uh, I'd take him over Tanner Glass. <laughs> <laughs> a heartbeat, I don't know. Um, the Columbus game again. Now, well, the, uh, Dan Boyle goes out in the first game, 14 minutes as a Ranger, and he's got a broken hand. Welcome to New yeah. York, Dan. See you in December. So, oh. so then now now the defense, which is the problem as far as I'm concerned, is all like it's all schmoed up because yes. because now you got guys moving up. I still didn't understand what the pairings were going into last night's game because I would see uh, – Moore and uh, Hunwick, and then I would see uh, Klein with Moore, and then Hunwick with Stahl, and then, like, it was all a mess, as far as I'm concerned. And then they brought up the the Casca, the crazy Greek, which he was the most least impressive guy I saw in all of training camp. Yeah. And it, that's the guy they're going with as the replacement? I mean, I, I certainly saw better guys in the preseason than him. So, but was, was that? You think that was just a matter of them going with a guy that had at least a little bit of NHL yeah. experience? Yep. For all the good and it does. I, yeah, I, I think that's what it is. It's basically saying, you know, we're just going to go with a guy that we know that has played some and can get through a game, at least has gotten through some NHL games. Yeah, uh, you know, the more. I, the more I think about it, you know, if you look at their top four defensemen is uh, McDonough and Boyle when he's when he's back. McDonough, Boyle, Stahl, and Girardi. Uh, John Moore, I don't know. I don't know about this guy. I'm not seeing well, the, the progression. I was the only one here. I'm the only, I got yelled at for saying that he might. He, he, he's not a sixth defenseman. I think we could do better than him. Oh, no, no, Ed, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> Who told you that? Everybody. I, I was trying to say. Out to, I, I don't think I've ever flat out told happened. you you're wrong about when it comes to your opinion. Uh, you know, I'm overstating it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not seeing any progression in his game yet. I don't. Know, I don't want to. Surely, they don't have anybody better right now. Uh, I don't think. 
You know, I just think that as Girardi has been a byproduct of last year playing with McDonough, I think Moore has been a little bit of a byproduct playing with Kevin Klein, who I think is solid. But do I think Kevin Klein's a number four defenseman? No. I don't think he can make that step. And Stahl is not off to a very good start either. I mean, this is only three games. And see, you know, I'm not throwing the baby out of the bathwater here. I'm just analyzing three games. So in that second game, they were pressed to kind of scramble on defense. And I thought they had some breakdowns defensively. And Columbus capitalized them. Now, you can't stop uh, Nick Foligno for some reason. Uh, apparently, this guy is a world beater against the Rangers. Fedotutin is, oh, what a great acquisition he was. I mean, you know, Fedotutin, he's been like 10 years at Jacket. I feel like I was watching all the X-ray. Even Tim Erickson was out there for Columbus. You know? Uh, you know, and already scored. And we, how about you no guys? Rifle. And, and you, Jim, no rifle. No rifle. But look, were no you guys rifle. surprised they went with Cam Talbot? Or did you just thought, well, you know, that it's back-to-back games and... Well, I just thought it made good sense because they were they were playing Saturday and Sunday, and then they play again tomorrow night, don't they? Tomorrow night against tomorrow night's against the Islanders, so oh, it just yeah. made sense that it, to me it made sense that yeah, even though it was only game two, that he was going to have to try and work Cam in here somewhere along the line. Uh, of course, not knowing that Cam would have to come in last night and stop the bleeding, uh, but yeah, no, I, I thought I thought it was actually a good move to play him against. Columbus, but he, I mean, he was, he was bad camera on Saturday night. He he was truly the Huntsville horror. Yeah. I mean, there were some shots, you know, it, it yeah, just like McDonough said in the opening and in, 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 when he was at, they're not in sync. The whole team, no. there are a couple guys who are playing, I think pretty well, but they're not that well-oiled machine that we saw in the playoffs not at all. And, and I think this will be. I think it'll be a lot like last. I mean, you know, plus it doesn't help that it doesn't help that their definition of their number one center is hurt and out until I guess the end of November. It doesn't help that one of their their main defensemen is out until probably December. You know, those things those things hurt. And for all the worry about Martin Saint Louis, Saint Louis being a center. He's second on the team in faceoffs at fifty percent. I would have signed up for that fifty percent on faceoffs from him because yeah. I know I ain't getting it from Stepan. Uh, yeah. I, I have a. I got my notes in front of me here. I got, I got a board I put up with some things I wanted to talk about tonight. I made well, my I own like. stink. Yeah. Oh, this is yeah. This we're, we're going big time. This is great. I, I wrote on uh, every week now. I'm going to try and remember to do a stinko meter, and who's high on the stinko meter. <laughs> Right now, the high on the stinko meter is Phoebe Klein. I've had an, uh, I'm not liking him so far. And everybody that takes a face off on this team, even Keith <laughs> Keith McElroy said well, last Tom night, Moore's I get, been pretty good, hasn't he? Yeah, he's 55, 50, almost 56 percent. Yeah, yeah that's, that's good. Keith, Keith McElroy said last night, I can't remember this team winning one face off so far this season. <laughs> I mean, can't they hire somebody? Who's a, yeah. a consultant to come in and work with them on face-offs? Anybody? I mean, you know, we got Olsby well, to work with the defense. We got Scardar Niels, who's got to watch god-awful video of bad power play. Uh, you know, can't we bring in a consultant that was, I don't know. Well, the Rangers have Kelly a lot of Kittio guys. What's doing? 
it's got to be, you know, it's got to be a, uh, it's got to be mechanics because these guys that are playing center, with the exception of Saint Louis, have all been centers their entire careers. So it's got to be a, you know, so they've taken faceoffs and somebody must have thought they were good at it at some point that they put them at center. Because a center, a center that can't take faceoffs, to me, is like a quarterback whose only downside is he can't throw very far. I mean, yes, it, it, yes. <clears throat> I <Penny>. certainly. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, Brown. I didn't even talk about. Uh, I didn't even want to talk about anything football related. It is anyway, so horrible. But so, uh, <clears throat> yes, yeah, but that was a problem last year when they got to the cup. So maybe it's not as. But it would be nice. It would be nice <laughs> that we could have a, somebody who could win face-offs. And, you know, it's like what I told uh, Russ Cohen. He's like, oh, you know, Rangers are going to miss Stepan on the face-offs. I was like, what? Miss him? But maybe he was right. There's worse guys than Stepan on face-offs. But Marty's been better. But, right. I mean, Marty has been really good. You complain about him. So that Columbus game, that was their Stanley Cup. The fans going crazy. Were they chanting CBJ? I, I couldn't figure out what they were chanting after each goal. I don't know. So uh, they were excited. Listen, they have a reason to be excited. And Bobrovsky was good when he had to be. Let's face it, he played a pretty good game. Not as good as Joe Micheletti would let you know. But he's no slouch in net. But again, it was... You know, guys were spotty, you know. And then the guys that played well, again, were the first line. And I thought uh, Lee Stepniak has been excellent so far. I mean, he's just what the doctor ordered. Uh, But that, when you say that, I mean, again, trying to keep in context, it's three games. But when you're saying Lee Stepniak, what a surprise. Not really indicative of like you know, like really well, you know, but I like to see it. I like to see that, and I don't think Dominic Moore has been as noticeable. I think it's because it's a whole new line mate situation for him. Yeah. Uh, so, and then last night they had that stinker against Toronto, where it was, you know, just, you, you you watched the whole game. I watched the whole game, but usually you had the the Giants uh, on, and then you went. You you said you pretty much watched the whole. What was your summation of that? Uh, well, debacle? let me just let me finish. <laughs> let me finish my uh, my last thought on on the Columbus game. The thing that bothered me most about the Columbus game is that uh, the Rangers looked like they had, they had no legs. No legs, Lieutenant Dan. Uh, they just it looked like it took them about half halfway through the game before they really found their skating legs. And I didn't understand how that could be in game two. How they, you know, they just looked slow. They looked slower than Columbus most of the night. And it looked like they were losing every battle. Columbus came to yeah. play. And I didn't think the Rangers, you know, it was one of those one of those infamous or famous, whatever you want to call it, Ranger games where the Rangers don't show up until it's too late. <clears throat> yes. And there were parts of that game where the Rangers got hemmed in their zone which happened last night, too, uh, which we're not used to seeing uh, since uh, the late, great John Tortorella left the city. Right. You know, and, and there have been a lot of breakdowns and a lot of guys have just been 
wandering around. And I think I remember getting really mad at Jesper Faust in game two for a bad back check on a goal. And I want to try to remember who scored that. It might have been, uh, I think it might have been Cam Atkinson's goal. But he was just kind of lazy on the back check and didn't pick the guy up, and the, the guy passed it right to him, and he scored. So, yeah, I don't I don't think the effort was there like we're used to seeing. Uh, but this that also happened against the Blues. Um, Faust lost the puck along the boards, and and he just kind of lollygagged it back into the into the defensive zone, and it led to a goal. And then Girardi I mean, got not... caught lost in space on a goal in the St. Louis game too. But uh, but uh, no, just a, but yeah, Faust. I think now he's done that twice. Yeah, I mean, for a guy who's been touted for his defensive responsibility, and listen, again, we're keeping it in context, three games, I'm not about to to crucify anybody, put anybody on the cross yet. Although, you know... Not mad, not yelling. Yeah, good to vent and bitch. I I do have a rant, but it's not at the players. Um, Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's just... It's it's a, a complete... It, it, they're, they're unorganized on the ice, and I think it's it's it, a lot of it has to do with the injuries, and that you know, not many teams have the depth that, that they can you know. I mean, I'm not like Micheletti saying I think the Rangers have the best five and six pairing in the league. I mean, I don't know every five and six pairing in the league, but if John Moore and Kevin Klein are the best five and six, uh, imagine who the worst are. The, Oh, it's got to be the Flyers if they have Del Zotto and somebody. <laughs> yeah. Del Zotto. Del Zotto, minus four in one game the other night. Whoo! Yeah. Welcome back. That Liam fell exposed. out of that chair <laughs> watching that. <laughs> little boy Liam. <laughs> almost didn't go there. I almost didn't go there. Right, listen, if I can do the chocolate Duclair <laughs> and my my other new nickname, Attila the Hunwick, uh, it's another one of my. Uh, I don't know if that'll stick because I don't know if Matt Hummel will actually stick. Yeah. Although I could see why they went with him. He did have a good camp. That's why I was kind of uh, surprised that they went. But again, I think it's what you said. They they basically go, went with guys that they knew that maybe they could get away with that have played in the NHL and will completely fold. You yeah. know. That's that's my guess. You know. Uh, Early in, early in the season, you stick with you know you, you go with guys that are tested until everybody can get a good look at the at the youngsters. I, that's just my that's just my guess. And that would bring us to last night's. Uh, we'll get to uh, last night's de- debacle in the words of the of our captain Ryan McDonough. Who, by the way, one of the reasons why I wanted to play that clip was not just not just to play the clip, and uh, but I thought he sounded like a captain, speaking yes. like a captain. You know he's. Very, I don't know. I liked, I liked what I heard. I liked what he had to say, and and I liked that he said that, you know, look, we're not talking about last year anymore, and, and uh, you know, enough. I like that. It, you know, it's that's a little to me. That sounds like, uh, you know, this is a new year, and this is my team now. You know, I'm over here now. I was over there, and now I'm over here now. Right. I like yes. that. And he. <clears throat> He sounds a lot of like Chris Jury did, commanded that uh, 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I almost I almost couldn't tell the difference. I, I really thought a it was fine, a, fine captain. Oh my god. As uh <laughs> Sam Rosen called. Actually yearning so, for Sam had to steal John Monotone, but go ahead, yes. So it was and to answer what you were saying before, I had I had this all planned out because you know, of course we had we had I had concurrent shit shows on T V last night, at least after five thirty uh Arizona time. But uh the Rangers were on NHL network here, which is the which is and they use the Canada feed, which is no longer uh, uh hockey night in Canada, it's no longer C B C now it's Rogers Sportsnet and they got this they got this dumb studio show, hometown hockey and and Gary Galley yeah. was one of the announcers. Uh, just and I, I couldn't I, he couldn't have been any more uh, anti-Ranger. If he, I mean, he, he sounded like he really just hates the Rangers, but that's besides the point. So, so I got the I got the Rangers game on TV, and I'm watching the Giants game on my iPad, and the Rangers are down. You know, it's two nothing, it's three nothing, and then you know, Hank's giving up one goal after another, and and then the Giants game is going horrible. I shut the Giants off in the in midway through the third quarter, and then I made a joke. I think the Rangers are going to outscore the Giants tonight, and they did. Rangers wow. got a field goal. Giants couldn't even muster that. I watched the I, I watched the entire Ranger game out of loyalty to this program. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have shut that mm-hmm. off too. And you know, I thought. Well, I guess they were down four to one, and I think it was still the second. No, yeah, it was still the second period. Uh, and then they scored, and I made it. They made it four to two. And I thought, okay, maybe we're gonna get, maybe they're gonna get back into this a little bit. Maybe Toronto will become Toronto again, and you know, we'll get rolling. And yeah, then, and then I realized, the not in right, uh-huh. right. And, but then I realized that the entire team left with Rick Nash to go be at his wife's bedside to have the baby, and uh, uh, that was it. There, gotta, I mean, like hey, ten seconds later, it's five two, and then it's six two, and then off he goes with the couch cushions, you know, and in comes the Alabama slammer to to uh, stop the bleeding. What a, but the, so it was dual shit shows. I, I could have had, I should have had Jamie Farr and J.P. Morgan, or J, yeah, J.P. Morgan and uh, uh, no Charles Nelson Riley in the in the room getting up to bang the gong halfway through that my night last night. It's just like, I just fuck it. I'm going to Walmart to get pound cake. <laughs> it was a pound cake night. Yeah, <laughs> I had to get that. It was a Sara Lee pound cake night. It was so bad. Oh, listen. So, look, it's it's better than last year to lose a nine nothing in the third game of the season. So, right, it's a lot of new parts. Got guys hurt. I'm not I'm not overly uh, concerned. No, I'm not. I just I I hope that they just have the right parts. That's the problem. Is that you know I again I, I don't want to. I just I've been watching on a game by game basis trying to evaluate these guys and it usually takes me a good month and a half before I really know. And there's certain guys that I I was like, you know, after game two I was like, Where's Broussard? I mean this guy's you know, they pay him all this money and but then he winds up scoring last night. So I kinda of, kinda of took the pressure off. I think he's even been frustrated, you know, with the lack of scoring or his line's lack of scoring. But uh, you know, he, well, he's responsible for that. He's the center ice. I don't know why he's so frustrated. I mean, he's playing with Zuccarello. Uh, 
I don't know. So it, it it's and the injuries have not made things anything easier. No. I mean you've got Dan Boyle and Stoll, they're trying to work out their communication and, and how they're gonna play together and um I thought last night the Rangers started the game doing something they did all last year, but they hadn't done in the first two games, and that was defensemen joining the play. Defensemen were coming in, uh, rushing the puck. That's when the Rangers play their best. And the Rangers didn't do much of that in the playoffs last year, but when the Rangers had the most success last year, I thought, during the regular season, is when they play what Vigneault has designed, and that's defensemen jumping into the play. That hasn't happened yet. I mean, it started a little bit in that Toronto game, but then they fell behind and they kind of got away from that. Um, so they need to do more of that. But until these guys are healthy, you really can't implement that. Dan Boyle, who's part of the power play, who's part of that kind of thinking, is not going to be here for six weeks. Uh, so it, it's hard to play when, you know, now you got Kevin Klein playing with Mark Stoll, who Mark Stoll, frankly, to me, has struggled the first three games. Which I think has made Klein look bad. John, Moore, I mean, Klein hasn't looked good himself. Um, John Moore hasn't looked good. Girardi's played okay, uh, but he's still a minus three for three games. And um, you know, McDonough's been McDonough, but I think the the problems have been a lot of defensive breakdowns. And uh, and also, you're right. There are the, the Rangers aren't have that constant forecheck. But I think we were a little bit spoiled. In the playoffs, we're certainly not going to see that kind of intensity you would like to. I think the Rangers prove that they're a hardworking team, but um, you're not going to be seeing that heavy forecheck. But you would like to see it out of at least the fourth line. I want to see that. You know, and I haven't seen that yet. So So that's where I am. I'm not panicking, but I, I, I want to know where everybody fits. So right, that's where I am, you know. And the, the goaltending hasn't been great except for the first game. So I mean, it is they're one and two. That's what it is. They're one and two. And I, it, you know, you can fret about all this and that, and I'm sure a couple phone calls we have here that are going to, you know, expose some of the weaknesses in the first three games. But it is only three games. <clears throat> Exactly, which is why, you know, everybody's... Uh... But it's good to vent. That's why I say I love this show because I get to vent. It gets all out, and then I'm ready to start over again. Yeah, but, but we know tomorrow night, big, Oof. big game. Yeah, and, it, and it, you know, and that's one of those games that will get everybody set off. That's right. You know, that's a it's jump all fun and games until they lose get on the, the ledge. <laughs> or the devils. Get on the ledge. Worse if they lose to the Islanders. I think the, I think the Rangers. I think the a Ranger fan will always have the mentality that they should. The Rangers should never, ever, ever lose to the Islanders, ever. Well, they I had a at, parade down at the Turnpike today. <laughs> I mean, they they, they, they got. Oh, they were flipping out. Oh, how the the fans have turned out. The, they've been here since. The, they're tailgating for Carolina. Fans are outside, and Johnny Boychuk's looking outside the Marriott, saying, "Oh my God, what a, what a cult, what a, what a happening this is to be on in Nassau, and to, to deal with the, the enthusiasm." And I swear, 
I watched some of that game, and every time they took a shot of the people in the, in the crowd, those guys are the ugliest, weirdest-looking motherfuckers. Every fan of them. It's like that video I did. That, that They're all like some deranged mental patients, the infirm. <laughs> it's like American Horror Story, Nassau Coliseum. <laughs> exactly. American Horror Story. I the fans. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, they are some ugly people. I mean, they're weird. They're like the. And listen, I live out here, you know, so I I know. Certainly know. And uh, they are ecstatic about to break up the aisles. Johnny Boychuk is new Bobby Orr and Nick Letty and Kyle Ocposo and oh. Uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, who's the guy that they're hyping up? He's finally found out. Brock Nelson. Oh, he's Phil Esposito now. Brock Nelson. He's finally the player we want. And Ryan Strom. Oh, yes. Get out of here. I mean, Tavares is great. Tavares is one of those guys that makes everybody better. I mean, you know, kind of like Pozo should give him like half his paycheck. So, it, again, that tomorrow's a get-on-the-ledge game. They lose tomorrow, and you're right. Because the Devils do have some winning pedigree the last 25 years, whereas the the, the Islands have been a laughing stock and continue to be a laughing stock. Uh, I don't care how many wins they throw up in the first three games. Yeah, you play Carolina every game, you dummies. Uh, so, <laughs> if the, but if the Rangers lose tomorrow, we might have to do a tomorrow night show just to get everybody crazy, get a, you know. <laughs> Make everybody feel better, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what's happening. <laughs> All right, you want to go? You want to go to the phones? I'll yeah, tell you what. Here, let's, let's, uh, let's take a let's take a quick break here, and then we will get to the phones. Uh, All right, we'll be back in a we'll be back in a minute. Blue Shirt Underground Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing this show on right now. And if you sign up at our URL, which is www.audibletrial.com slash blueshirtunderground, you'll get one free audio book and a one-month free trial of the service. You can pick up books like Game of My Life, where Ranger greats such as Mark Messier, Frank Boucher, and Yaramir Yager talk to the late John Halligan about their favorite Ranger memories. Or you can pick up The Bronx Zoo, an inside story of the 1978 New York Yankees and one of the best sports books ever written. And yes, Game of Thrones fans, you can even pick up the Game of Thrones series by George R.R. R. Martin. So sign up today, support Blue Shirt Underground, sign up for your free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash blueshirtunderground Eddie and I will be back in just a minute alright so there you have it let's go uh Eddie, are you back with me? Yes. All right. We're back right here on Blue Shirt Underground Radio. Thank you all for being with us. Phone number to call in is 646-478-4692. 
a belated uh, happy Canadian Thanksgiving to our Canadian listeners. Now, does that mean if today, if yesterday was Canadian Thanksgiving, Eddie, does that mean that today is the day that Canadians go out and trample each other for two hundred dollar TVs? I didn't hear any of that. Uh, do they sure. riot, uh, loot, they kill each a Black other for Friday TVs? Up there? Uh, well, it would be Black Tuesday, or do they just wait for our Black Friday and and trample each other? Don't then know. I don't know. Well, they have what Boxing they Day, right? Isn't Boxing Day there Christmas? No, so I don't even know. Day after Christmas, I think, is Boxing Day. I don't know. I was just wondering if you know today they have a Black Tuesday and they all go shopping and kill each other at Canadian WalMarts throughout Moose Jaw and Manitoba. Yes. Red Deer, Ontario. <laughs> All right, six four six four seven eight four six nine two. The number. Let's go to the phones. I believe this is Rock. Rock, how are you? What's up, gentlemen? How are you tonight? Good. How are you? Very good. good thank you. Uh, I'm. Uh, I was at the game last night, unfortunately. Um, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was a shit show, to say the least. Uh, the place is- <laughs> The place, the place was uh, was cleared out pretty much by the end of the second period. I would say half the building was empty. A lot of Leafs fans, as you would expect, on a for a weekend game with you know, Columbus Day being the next day, and a lot of people with days off and, and whatnot. So there were a lot of uh, a lot of Leafs fans, unfortunately, there. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, it's a shame because I mean they came out against St. Louis, and and you know it was such a gratifying win in, in, in a lot on a lot of levels because the Rangers have had such a hard time beating that Blues team. Um, Lundqvist had never beaten them before. So they come out, you know, they, they, they blow the lead twice, but they still find a way to win. And, and you love the way Nash was playing. And it, they, they looked like they had picked up kind of where they left off last year. And then they go out and they lose to a Columbus team that has no Dubinsky, no Boone Jenner, no Nathan Horton. Ryan Johansson had no training camp. To come out against moves to that team, we have no offense, no, and to let these scrubby guys score goals on them, to me, is a disgrace. I mean, you want to turn around and blame a lot of the game on Talbot. Talbot should have had the first goal. He's kind of wearing the rust off. I pray to God he's not a one-year wonder. That last year wasn't just an admiration that maybe teams now figured him out. I don't know. I just, I'm praying that that's not the case. I don't know if he's still hurt. Whatever. And then to lose to that Maple Leafs team that was absolutely just floundering the last two games. I, it's, to me, it's, just, that, it's just terrible. It's just, it's just horrible. I mean, I can understand. You want to lose to Boston. I mean, to, to come out in your home opener against a shitty team like, like Toronto, I mean, with freaking James Reimer in that, and not even Bernier's playing. James Reimer's in goal. It, to me, it's just, it, just, it, a pick, it just, just sat with me the wrong way. And if this team thinks that they're going to coast through the season, that teams are going to lay over for them now, they're on the radar. Teams or don't think that every other team says, look, the Rangers made it to the friggin' finals last year, now anyone can make it. I mean, you know, they're, they're going to be looking. It's, it's the truth. I don't think us. they thought that. I think what they thought. Uh, I'm, being, I'm being sarcastic, but, I know. you know. I think they saw the Rangers individually and saw, and I agree with you, I think they, they got a good look at the Ranger team because they were, they were on TV. I mean, all the time. They went all the way to the play, all the way to the cup. And I think teams are not going to take them lightly. Right. They know and who the Rangers are. No, I agree. And and the guy I'm telling you now, they're going to miss more than ever. And, and I'm I'm not is is oh. Anton Strollman. I'm, I'm oh, telling yeah. you now. 
That that that's what Micheletti said. Top four defense. Micheletti in the preseason, Rangers pretty much have stayed the same way on their on their defense. They really didn't get hurt because they they only lost their number four guy. And I'm like, you know what? Anton Strawman was their second best defenseman last year. Other than McDonough, he's the number two guy on the team. So I knew it was going to be a downgrade. You know, it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, I agree. But I, it's unfortunate. We expected Dan Boyle going out, you know, 14 minutes as a Ranger. Now everything, they're in scramble mode. And they that's how they are on the ice. They're in scramble mode. Yeah, and, you know, for everybody that was calling for uh, for Raphael Diaz to come back, um, you know. I would have taken him wanted, back. He wanted to play. He wanted, didn't want to be the seventh defenseman, according to what Larry Brooks wrote. Because Steve Zepay, oh, you know, it, it kills me that these beat writers are clueless. I know you guys made it. I couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy with just the reference. Just so we get the saw going. I was waiting for that. <laughs> well, but let me ask you something, Rock. Were you settled yeah. on John Moore as the as your as a bona fide sixth guy, or were there some questions in your mind before the season? You know, it, it was it was it's funny because I was talking about we took the trainer to the city, me and my buddy, and we were talking about that going in and. And I said, I think this is this is a big year for him. I think it's it's a gigantic year for him. What worries me with him is his he's not a big big dude. He's not a big guy, you know. And I haven't seen the offensive side come out because if you're not going to be physical, a physical player, you have to have maybe some kind of op, bring something offensively. So I'm not really sure yet what he what he is. He's all right. He's 22, 23 years old. You know, sometimes these defensemen take a little bit longer to develop. You know, I'm I'm not ready to get rid of him because you still have him locked in at a lower amount. But I honestly believe that it, not only John Moore, there's a lot of guys, a lot of rookies on this team, I think eventually you're going to have to need to step up and to do something. I mean, we saw in the preseason, not only, you know, we saw JT Miller play well, we saw uh, Jasper Fox play well. I've seen, I have, those two guys have been invisible for the first three games of the season. And you need, you need to get something out of those guys. And how Ryan, Now, listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm a giant Ryan Malone fan, but the power play has been dreadful. You can't mean to tell me that the guy can't play on your fourth line and play on the well, power play been, and stand well, in front of the friggin' net. Well, that, well, that's been the enigma to me. I don't know what's up with him. Is he a healthy scratch? Is he hurt? I know he was He's banged up. Scratch. He's a healthy scratch. Well, according that's, to a bad, Vigneault, that's a bad decision. That's a bad according, decision. And I agree with you. According to Vigneault, he said the other day, well, I don't know where Ryan Malone fits on this team right now. What? That's what his comments were. If you go back and, and what? it was before one of the games. I forgot what game it was. He doesn't know where exactly. he fits. Exactly. He fits in front of the net. You know what? Now this isn't going to ignite me, Rock. Here we go. <laughs> you know, listen, it's three games in, and, you know, I don't want to go explode yet, but all I hear is J.T. Miller from all those fans out there, J.T. Miller this, J.T. What does he do? Name, give me one thing that J.T. Miller does well. 37% on face-offs. Well, he didn't win any the first game. I know that. <laughs> I'm not ready to throw him off, the, but you got to tell me after the disgusting loss in Columbus where Foss, Hasn't been back-checking all that well, which is supposed to be like his forte at least. Mm-hmm. I don't see these guys getting – I know they're not playing on the top lines, but get some opportunities. Generate something. They don't want to change. They, they can't put in Ryan Malone in there. 
a guy that might might mix mix things up, who had, by the way, a, a really good preseason. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, if Av just has a hard on for him and he just doesn't want him. I don't know. I I don't well, know. I, I, don't, I haven't Hayes. seen it. I mean, I know he plays center, but I mean, Hayes, he's a big guy. Yeah. Uh, and I thought I just thought Hayes Arnold? played solid. I thought Hayes played for his first professional game. He didn't look out of place. Yes, he put, and that's all you want. That's all you want, right in his first game. Right. But I'm a little. Uh, I, now you tell me. I don't. If if that again, if that's what Av said, and I do trust you, Rock. You're a long time caller of this show. Supporting <laughs> <laughs> the <Aunt> Larry Brooks, <laughs> who has made some uh, some ridiculous comments, and, and I'll get to that uh, uh, a little bit later. But right. still, I mean, you can't find a place. The guy, he looked great in preseason. Yeah. Place from the net on the power play, you jerk. I think he's going to play tomorrow night. I, I really, I think, uh, I think against the Islander team tomorrow night, I, I'm, I'm, I have a feeling he's going to wind up playing tomorrow night. So, and I agree with you. I think tomorrow, <laughs> I, I, listen, they don't have to come out and blow the Islanders' door off, but just you got to show more of an effort right. than you've shown the last two games. I mean, I can understand you're not going to win every game, but be competitive. You know, I'm not. You know, no one thought the Rangers were going to go 82 and 0 after they beat the Blues. But no, you thought they would come out and show a little friggin' heart and show that they 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 want to compete. But the last two games, they haven't shown that. And I'm glad you mentioned Derek Brassard because everybody's saying after he scored, oh, there he is, because he hasn't been there for the first three games. But he's also the type of guy that he he like needs time to like warm up. <laughs> he's like right. you don't see him the first couple of weeks of the season for whatever reason. He was the same way last year. He was invisible right. for the first two weeks of the season until that Detroit game where Poole oh. scored an, or he scored an overtime. Uh, by the way, I well, just want to throw this in. Uh, I have this in from Steve uh, Cronin, who just tweeted the show here. Uh, the Rangers have not won a home opener since 2009. So Is next year, don't go. Don't go, yeah. Yeah, don't go. <laughs> but that was against and, uh, Washington, I think, with Shanahan. Thank, right. thank you to Steve for, for bringing that to our attention. No, I was actually told my friend that last night. I said, you remember the last time they won a home opener? I'm pretty sure it was, it was when Shan, when the first year they had Shanahan. I'm, I'm, I could be wrong, but I think that was the first year. Well, but, I'll, um, go to the, I'll go to the stats desk. Either oh, that or, uh, yes. oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. They were against Florida, and I think it was the year they got Drury and Gomez. That was that year. <laughs> well, I, it but looks anyway, like anyway, it's too Yeah, I mean, it's, it's three, like I said. But don't get crazy, Rock, because I know that you get crazy. Well, you know you what get, it is. I, I watch don't these, get it regular. I watch, yeah. I, <laughs> you know what it is. I, I, I joned for this all summer. And, and Eddie, I you know, know that. We, know. We've known each other for years now. We talk about this all the time. You're I don't care. I don't, they don't, I don't, I don't, I would have rather, they lost three to two yesterday. I'll be like, you know what? It was a game. It was what it was. But to, to just not, to be listless. And they need to be better at home. Uh, we're horrible at home last year. October third, two thousand nine, the Rangers defeated the Ottawa Senators at home. Oh. Vinny Prospel got the Rangers on the board. Gordon Delzato. Delzato did score. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Remember that game? Wow. Final score: five <laughs> two, five two. The Rangers got goals from Prospel, Dubinsky, Delzato, uh, and. Two from no, I'm sorry. One from Gabrick and, and a, a second goal from Dubinsky. Dubinsky had three points that night. Wow, Dubinsky. 
Nobody left. <laughs> so yeah, we're not ready to jump off the bridge yet, but I really, I just hope we just see a better effort tomorrow than than we see. Uh, I, I think the previous two days. Davey's a good coach. I got no problem with him. But just, uh, and you're good going back to the Broussard thing. Listen, yeah, Broussard's a slow starter, but now he's getting paid pretty good money here. Yeah. That's why my focus is on him more. And you can't be saying, well, you know, he was a little discouraged uh, about the offense's line. Well, you know what? He's part of that line. I mean, I, I, who'd they have him? They had him, him and Zuccarello, and who was the other winger they had him with the first first couple games? Hagelin. Hagelin. That's a pretty damn really, good line. I mean, uh, but they I don't didn't really have like Hagelin in that spot. And Zuccarello hasn't, hasn't been Zuccarello no. yet either. But this, again, it's so early, but you want to see the effort. And I, I acknowledge that, and I definitely. And so, see, I had to sit because I watched that Hockey Night in Canada game, and they were excoriating the Leafs. This is a, it was a national embarrassment. They wanted to hang Brendan Shanahan. This team is awful. I'm like, the Rangers are going to roll tomorrow. They mm-hmm. just got to show up. And then that happened. Imagine, like, uh, of course, you went to the game and had to see that, which is even more right. disgusting. At least me and Jim had the option to turn it off. <laughs> it looks like a, a lot of people left in the second period. Like oh, my God. I can't believe how many people left. I've never seen – I've never seen that before. I see, uh, the place emptied out that fast. Now, now let me ask you a question because Dan and Larry Brooks wrote something earlier in his preview of the Rangers that he – Stated that Ranger preseason crowds are more intense during the late regular season and early playoff games. Now, I know season ticket holders very rarely go to the preseason games. Did you attend any preseason games? This year? I, I attended two of them. I attended the first two the double game and the Philly game. And I'll be honest with you, the attendance was pretty damn good for both games. I was very but surprised. What about the the level of volume and um, because you had a lot of you had a lot of it was a very weird crowd I, I have to say it was just a very um, uh, what, what was that form looking people in the crowd and <laughs> yeah, that, this very like strange well, I, I mean I kept this sitting in front of me at one game um, and you know you got a lot of like clueless fans that I guess can't afford to go to the games like on a regular basis and they start spewing shit, and, and you don't even know what they don't even know what the hell they're talking about. And um, so it, it, it was, it, we, but I'll tell you, there were a lot of there were a lot of there were a lot more people there than I've seen in the past. Because I usually go to the preseason. We haven't had a preseason game at the Gardens in, in four years or three years because of the renovation. Oh, that's so, right. Um, that was the other thing. But uh, so yeah, I think people how, were happy with that. Right there, that that makes. What does he have it to compare to of recent? But they haven't had preseason games. Exactly. I guess. Yeah, I guess looking back years past. But you also got to remember, baseball. There's no baseball now. There was no baseball really at that point. Both baseball teams are out of it. The the Jets and the Giants are what they are. I mean, and the one game I think the Jets were playing a Monday Night Football. I think against and it was the Ranger Devil game, and the Garden was pretty packed for that game. I, I was very very surprised that how many people were there. For uh, for that game, so um, I don't know. I don't know what he's pertaining it to. Um, I just want to ask uh, your opinion because I mean, you, yeah, I know you're there. Yeah, I mean, 
I'll definitely the fans were, were, were riled up the last night. I think they were fairly excited, and then when they came out and they stunk up the joint. But did you enjoy? Did you? No, they didn't boo. I, I was surprised about that. How about you, Jim? Were you surprised that they did not boo Nash or Girardi? Well, Nash is off to a good start, so they're not gonna they're not gonna boo him. Yeah, but the, the playoffs. I was like, oh, this guy, it's so easy for him to score. We used to, it killed me. Like, every shot that he had to play offside, lived and died by, he couldn't put it in the freaking net. And now everything goes in. I'm going, what's the thing? Same thing with St. Louis, who I still don't think is kind of snake bit still. He can't get a break. I mean, he's making all these great plays, but it's like putting the puck in the net is still like a chore for him. And, uh, you know, and then I see Nash scoring. Girardi played decent in the first game. I said, what happened? <laughs> I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. I never seen anything like it. But uh, do you? Well, you, hey, you'll, you'll what be happened? At, I mean, you, you'll be at the game tomorrow, won't you, Ron? Yes, yes, I will be there. Um, <laughs> I also think that that the, the the Rangers themselves have built up a little bit of credit with the fans right now because of the run they had last year. Uh-huh. I think fans are going to be a little bit more on. Um, Understanding of maybe some growing pains with you know, some new faces and everything else, but I'll tell you if there's a plan like this in a month, I think that's well, all okay. going to go out the window. We we we've we've we hearkened on the negative. We should, certainly who right now? I'm gonna I'm, I'll, I'll do both positive and negative. Give me your top three guys uh, you like so far in three games. We'll do a three game, and the top three guys you're that are on your shit list. Um, I think I, I like the way, obviously I think the way Nash has played him and he has four goals. So I would have to put him up there. Um, McDonough, obviously. And, you know, I know it's only three games, but I like what I've seen from Duclair. I'm not, I'm not ready to, to hand him, you know, uh, you know, I've seen this too many times with guys. I mean, we saw, if anyone remembers, Daniel yeah. Deneau came up like a ball out of fire, you know, like, you know, like a ball of fire and he just fizzled out. So, I, I need to see a bigger sample size, but I think he's he's looked. He's had a lot of poise with the puck. You know, he picks his head up. He tries to make plays. Um, I would say those those are my top the, the three that I'm most was most down on. As well, just I'm not going to pick in on any of the rookies because I just think that you know I would probably maybe put J T Miller just because of how well of a preseason he had. I would say he would be my number three guy just because we had to pick three people. But um, I would I would have said Brassad and I would have said um, uh, who was the third guy? I just had him on the tip of my I just lost my train of thought. Um, Brassad and I don't think Hagman played well. I really don't. Hmm. And I haven't seen I haven't seen him. He's, I, to me, when you when you have that kind of blazing speed, you have to be visible. Have, have you noticed him in any game? Oh. Yeah, I mean he hasn't he hasn't been offensively no. See, I'm gonna go. I, I'm playing with on Steve your top Nola. two lines. You have to you have to be offensive. You're gonna play on the top two lines. That's why I really think Haslam should be slated to play on the third line. That that's just my own opinion. Right. I, I think, think yeah. I think Kreider should play with Puglia. Excuse me. Kreider should play with Puglia. Was with with uh, Zuccarello and Brassard because it'll open up space for those guys so they can make plays. That's right. where I think he fits better. I also don't like St. Louis as a center. I think when Stefan comes back, he'll probably, you know, move stuff around. But uh, who knows? I, I mean, I'm with the like Steven Nolan and, and Howie right now. I like Nash, McDonough, and Stepniak. 
think he's played. Oh really yeah, good. you know what? You're right. You know what? I put I put him up there too. You're right. I agree with that. That's a good one. He looks I knew like there was somebody a, else that I was missing. He's a worker, yeah. that guy. He works, and they they need guys like that. That's the kind of guys they had last year that got them uh, to where they were, and they need those guys. And he he's shown some offensive ability. He's not a total loss, and he's got a goal. Got two goals. Uh, two goals. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, bottom three uh, from the chat room: John Moore, fast. Uh, and, and more of John Moore. <laughs> and, uh, oh, lot, uh, but you know what? Though? I mean, are we really picking on the sixth defenseman? I mean that. I mean that's. I, I I hear you. I mean I understand that he yeah. hasn't lived up to par. That's not a bad problem if, if, our, if our, our one of our worst players was our sixth defenseman. Right. Yeah, but I think the, so, I mean, the expectations on him are the expectations on oh, him yeah. are high. Oh, I agree. It, I agree. But he is our sixth defenseman. I, I mean, because that's because every night, because well, I, plus the problem is is that every night he doesn't progress. The the the, the Gabrick trade just looks worse and worse. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we just with the gap that we you know just gets wider and wider. Yeah, he is the same. The deficit. That's a good point. And I think that's I agree with you know, that's part 100%. of the problem. No, I agree. Yeah. And I and I said that when they made that trade, I said this whole trade. Is hinged on whether John Moore turns out to be, you know, a top top defenseman, a top tier defenseman. Right. So I'm definitely on board with you with that. So no, yeah, but, it is. I never really thought. I, I never really. I never really kind of acknowledged that. But that really is. He's the linchpin if that trade is even, at least. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, we got Nasher, but it's you know. Call it Tom Podeitis. <laughs> I mean, if, if, he, if he winds up to be just Tim Erickson, we also dealt in that deal. And, and plus, I think Ranger fans had a lot of expectations two years ago. It was all up. But before last season, it was, oh, is it going to be another McDonough? Well, uh, right now he's not a UB McDonough. Yeah. <laughs> good one. That's a good one. Great reference. But... No, that's all I could think of at the moment. But yeah, you know, it, and I get you know, Rock, who you came in here blazing with all kinds of craziness and negativity. You do say, and if the sixth defenseman is a problem, problem is, is they really need these guys to play well. And I, I, I don't know if you heard what I said, but when they called up Costa, I said that guy was the worst. Yeah. He's like skating in quicksand. I mean, I mean I've never seen a guy slower than him. Uh, maybe I mean, Kevin Hatchett would give him a run for his money. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what kind of bonus. Yeah. Mark Hardy, so. yeah, I mean, he was like he was like skating in quicksand. I was watching him play, but I, I think you guys said it. I think they're gonna they're gonna exhaust all of these like journeyman defensemen first before they start bringing up anybody else that isn't gonna get a regular shift. That, that's just my own opinion. They're probably like, well, we'll ruin. You know, their careers are already ruined at this point. So who cares if they sit around like you know, like Justin Falk did for half the season and not play? Um, where like guys like Connor Allen and McElrath and, and, and Matt Bodie, you want these guys playing because, right. you know, otherwise it's just going to stunt their development. So, I mean, it is what it is. But like I said, t- tomorrow I think it's going to be a true test. I just, I, if they lose tomorrow and they lose three to two, I'm not going to come back next week and say, oh, this it's how they sucks. Lose. It's how they, they play and how they, they lose. lose. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So. All right, Rob. All right, gentlemen. Have Good a great night. Great job. 
You too. I'll talk Thank to you. you soon. Have a great night. Take care. Take care. Bye. All right. All right. We got another phone call on the line. I believe it's Stephen Nola, if I remember the area code correctly. But before we get to that, I just wanted to mention, uh, Eddie, I don't know if you saw the picture that I posted on Facebook from the Panthers game tonight. Their announced crowd was 7,311. And if you look at the picture I posted on Facebook on my wall, there is no way in hell there are 7,000 people in that arena tonight. The announced crowd for the Quebec Remparts game of the QMJHL for last night was 8,182. So they are drawing more for junior hockey in Quebec than they are for semi-professional hockey in Florida. They gave out five. They were going to give out posters tonight to the first five thousand oh, wow. people. They ah. had to throw out. They had to throw out four thousand posters. <laughs> oh man, that is embarrassing. That is that. Is yeah, wide. that's that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. I've to seen the more at Wolfpack games. Oh yeah. I mean, and it's pretty empty at the Wolfpack games too. Wow, I've played roller hockey games in front of bigger crowds than that. <laughs> oh, boy, that's bad. Oh, is that bad? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's, that's pretty upsetting. Uh, all right, 646-478-4692 is the number. Uh, one more thing before we get to Steve. I want to get this out there. Two, uh, Thursday night's game against the Blues. After the first intermission... We do the. We have the infamous. I just love the MSG 150, the fastest 150 had, seconds in hockey. You've had which, issues with this in the past, by the way. Oh, I know. I have a lot of issues. First of all, it's the fastest. It's the fastest 150 seconds in hockey, and half of it's about the Knicks. That's my first problem with it. Right. My second problem with it is Bill Pito. Who is as big a tool as there could possibly? His catch. Enough with the catchphrases. You know, enough with the catchphrases. I love the pedo bottle. Oh my God, a dosy dough, and here we go. I just want to punch him in the snot nozzle. But he's been doing that for years. Well, when he was on ESPN two with sucks. Barry Melrose. He sucks. But anyway, so <laughs> I'm watching this MSG 150 thing, right? The fastest 150 seconds in hockey. And do you know what they showed? Do you know what they showed? What? No, I don't know. I'm afraid they to show the Los Angeles Kings banner ceremony, and they showed a cup coming down oh, from the center right. Now, where do I see that? Do I have to see this? Do I have to have? I've been, excuse me, when I was in my teens and my twenties, and even for part of my thirties, I was an extraordinarily bad loser. At times, I still am, but I have been extraordinarily gracious in losing the Stanley Cup to the Los Angeles. Do I have to have my nose rubbed in shit about this? And then to make it even worse, they're showing the game at MSG, and then Sam says, oh, the fans are applauding because the St. Louis Cardinals baseball team are here in the building, and they show Yadier Molina, who hit a home run off the uh, 2006 Mets, that I don't think that ball's landed yet. So once again, MSG, my home network is rubbing my nose in shit. Do I need this? No, I don't need this. MSG. You think they would have MSG? During the Yankee games, do they go to Michael K for, not Michael K, or some Schmendrick from Yes and say, oh, by the way, let's see the Red Sox lifting the World Series. (laughs) No. Right. 
this is our Al Jazeera network. Do you we think put our it, propaganda on it? <laughs> there should be no mention of the LA Kings ever. Do you think during the Canadians? Do you think on Canadians Open night? In between periods, they said, oh, here, let's check out some highlights of the Eastern Conference champion New York Rangers. Let's show their brand-new banner up in Madison Square Garden. Do you think they did that on Rogers Net or CBC or whatever Canadian channel, the Hunting Network, whatever they're showing hockey on up there? No. It's like the, you, you just they want to know it is. Very stupid. I'm going to write that fair. guy out. Is that what you do nowadays? Do you tweet him or something? That oh. pedophile, the, the, he should have a, a segment called a pedophile, I think. Where he just, but he's going to, can I write a letter? So who do I write a letter to nowadays? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> listening. <laughs> Nobody's, ah, we got Nobody's listening. fucking listening. Hey, you think they see, oh, guy, Ron Conkleman, that goes right in the garbage. We don't need to read this letter. <laughs> I gotta tell you. Also, I never, uh, you know, I, I, you know, what I was waiting for when they introduced the whole Ranger organization there. I was waiting for Rosasco. I knew you would blow if if he, they named they said, and part of the PR public relations, John Rosasco. If they would have said his name, you would blow again. No, they didn't, I didn't do see it. it. They didn't do it. NHL, well, NHL Network didn't show the ceremony. Oh, they would okay. not show not one second of that ceremony. They sat with their studio, this dumb hometown hockey studio, sat there for 20 minutes just rambling on about how great the Leafs are. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, boy, these guys are going to eat their words tonight. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Well, it was nice, the ceremony. I mean, even though they didn't raise any banners, they showed a light cause, uh, on it, which was dumb, because they had already risen the banner or lifted the banner, whatever you say. What was your um, we'll take see- on that? Did you, little, did, did you think there should have been a little? Did you think there should have been a little ceremony, a little something? Hey, let's hoist the banner up real fast. How many times the Rangers make the Stanley Cup? Every twenty years. Before that, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what really happens. There should have been I mean, a I, little something, something. I understand they, they don't want to celebrate finishing second, but a five-minute video tribute to a team that had a miraculous run. I mean, that was a. That was, in their history, that was a historic run. 3-1 down against Pittsburgh, and then take Montreal out in six. A little five-minute video tribute. You know, throw the banner up, play a Billy Joel song. (laughs) I mean, they were cheering for anything. First of all, the Rangers came back down two games to the Penguins and won a series. And at the time, we said this. How many times have we ever seen that? Never! Out of the playoff season, bring two games and coming back against the team that was favored to win the, the, the conference and win, go to the cup. They right. did that. There was, and no, we're just going to shine a light on the banner, which was dumb. And and a lot of people were like, oh, well, we really want to have a banner. I mean, they didn't win it. Well, it's right next to the Atlantic Division Championship banner, which that certainly should not be up there. Just winning the division is not banner worthy, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I mean, I, that's all we can I, I don't what, know. You, you if the teams hang banners for their ring, I don't know. You, you, it's an accomplishment. If you win, you know, right. if you win your division or you win your conference, I don't know. Lots of teams have a lot of, you know, have all different banners for that stuff. I got no problem with that. But I don't know. Five minutes? The whole thing could have taken five minutes. 
You know, right. a little video tribute. And what Whatever. Well, what they did, is, and then they introduced each player. First of all, they all said all the guys who weren't playing, and it was longer than the people who were playing. And then um, they all went, all each one went at center ice and formed the circle, and then they did the stick thing, which I thought was really cool. I was like, this is better than them just lining up at the blue line and like you know. And it was it, it was good, but they should have had the tribute. Uh, they should have had that that five minute video tribute. I'm not saying invite you know, you know, Messier back and let's have the whole thing. But uh, and also I thought uh, what you call who seems to be really rebounding just to totally digress is uh, John Amarante had the blue suit did both national anthems looked stronger than ever. So I think Good. whatever was bothering him a couple of years ago he may he may outlast us all. <laughs> but yes, we didn't talk about that. I'm glad you brought that up. But they they definitely should have had a tribute. That's dumb. You make the cup. That's an accomplishment. I know. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad. It, no, I wasn't the only one. I mean, I guess I guess we only got to wait another 34 years for our next uh, yeah. banner yeah, raising ceremony. Right. <laughs> All right. Codes, the whole thing and nothing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me, let's, let's get go to the phone and wrap this bitch up. All right. Uh, if you want to get a last call, it's six four six four seven eight four six nine two, and let's bring Stephen on. Stephen, this is you, right? Yeah, that's me. How are you, hey, sir? Steve. Welcome to the program. Thank you for holding for so long. No problem. What I wanted to talk about quick was uh, I was listening to the NHL Network, and they said that. Carolina Hurricanes for their home opener had 16 scouts at the game, and they've never heard of anything of a home opener of an NHL season for so many scouts at a game. And one of them, they they went over a list of who was there. One of them was a Ranger scout. So do you think they might be making a move for like a Sakara or a defenseman? Well, I I think over the summer we certainly heard that. Now I don't now with the Rangers being in a defensive hole is that the fact that uh, um, you know they Mark Stahl has been mentioned going there for eons. I mean not eons, but since the summer and, and you know he's in his contract here, so maybe they were. Uh, you know they're looking to it's make a deal. They're like, going to dump everybody. They, they don't want Stahl. They want like young guys like Fast or Haggerty or you know maybe even John Moore. But we'll um, see. Uh, yeah, they probably didn't want didn't want to get invested in an older player like Stahl, but still, it's uh, it, it's interesting, you know. I I think Especially the Rangers do have playing. some. Yeah, he's I mean, uh, like two days or four, three days. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, what what do you think? What what's your feeling? Do you think the, uh, uh, he's a left defenseman, Sakara? So I mean, it's another left-handed defenseman, but I mean. The guy had 44 points last year for a bad Carolina team. <laughs> so he had 11 goals, you know. He's probably another good power play defenseman, and with uh, Boyle out for six weeks, I think it would be a great move for them. I certainly would have no problem. And, again, dealing young guys, everybody's a little bit wary of. But I'm not a big J.T. Miller fan. I mean, I don't. Another one, yeah. I, I was enamored with him early. 
but then I kind of just, you know, I look at the stats. I don't see the stats backing up all the hype about this guy. And I don't see it on the ice either. And Fast is kind of, you know, I think he still – the leash is a lot longer with him with me than it is with J.T. Miller. I know J.T. Miller is young, but you can be young and stink that or not be as good as you hope or not reach your ceiling. Or maybe this is his ceiling. This is the same thing we had with Michael Delzato. People didn't want to move him because he was so young. Well, there was a reason. The, you know, the guy he's declined really early. He peaked at 20. I mean, that's basically it. So uh, I, I, would, I, I, would, I would definitely consider that trade. I would definitely. Oh, yeah, cap room it fits because we have like 1.6 available, and I think uh, Sakara makes 2.7. So we would just need to move a million, which would probably either be uh, Miller or Fast. Well, Stephen, let me ask you two questions. And this has nothing to do with your original question, but I, I'm always, you know, I want to go on to everybody's opinion here. What do you think so far of Tanner Glass? And, uh, well, answer that question first, because I have, frankly forgot the second question. You know, every time I think of Tanner Glass, I think of Jan Brady's boyfriend, George Glass, the one she made up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. George is on the phone. <laughs> and I just, uh, I don't know, he's been a little bit invisible, I think. I think he's not been that guy that that four checker that guy I really you know that grinder that I have really thought it, he it's was possible Stepniak is overshadowing him you know because he's playing so well so Glass is just like okay I'll just be over here if you need me <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I'd like I to see get... Malone I'm hoping Malone does play well that was my, that was going to be my second question is. I mean, I, I find it disturbing if, if indeed Elaine Vigneault said that, that he doesn't see where Ryan Malone fits. Uh, I mean, is it this early uh, to say I don't know where Ryan Malone fits? I mean, I just—he uh, must have pissed off AV somehow because I thought he had a good preseason too. Yeah, I hope. You know, I'll, again, I'll cut it or shut up. Oh, well, we have the clip actually. Where is that shut up cutter clip? Should always have it handy. Shut up, Cutter! <laughs> so, um, oh, God. Hopefully, uh, uh, Glass has been invisible. I'm hoping they maybe put him alone to pump up that line a little bit. I agree. Uh, I like the size factor, too. You know. So, tomorrow night, the Islanders get their cup champion. I mean, get their, their cup game against the Rangers. And I'm sure around here I'll be seeing a lot of uh, Islander fans with their. Is that the undefeated uh, Islanders? The undefeated New York Islanders. Break them yeah, up. All, all the way to 2 and 0. Oh. <laughs> Ryan Strom and company. <laughs> so, all right, guys. You have a great yeah. night. Thanks. Take all right, care. Take care, Steve. Bye. Bye. All right. The great right. Steve Nola. Uh, for those of you that don't know, created a Twitter account just for the radio show. And, Eddie, I didn't even get a chance to tell you this, so I don't know if you saw it on. And I'm going to send you the info so that you can tweet from it as well. At Blue Shirt Radio is now specifically for anything show-related. The Rangers, obviously, that's where we'll be tweeting during games. You know, you guys know I like to tweet during games. The same the same goofy shit that you see on my account, instead you will now see on at Blue Shirt Radio. I know a lot of you have already followed. We got uh, 400 new followers yesterday, just yesterday. So thank you to 
for that. We appreciate it. And, Eddie, I'll give you access to that so that you can – you need to make your return to cool. Twitter. We miss you on Twitter. Yeah, I got I, – you know, I, I was thinking about that over the weekend. I said, I, I got to tweet more. I wish I was like Stan Fischler and could have somebody tweet for me. Hire somebody to tweet for you? Yeah, like, you know, I could just call somebody up and they could tweet. Because <laughs> by the time I look down, the, the moment has passed and I type real slow and, you know – but I, I, you know, I, I should get back on it, you know. But I did. I tell you, I didn't mention this to, in the show, but my brother is dating this young woman who is a gigantic Ranger fan. Like my brother took off his jersey in the middle of the St. Louis game, and then St. Louis scored, and she said, "Put that jersey back on." <laughs> she was wow, that she's that crazy about the Rangers. So I'm happy. I think you should marry that woman. I like her already. Yes. No, she's not gigantic. That is <laughs> That's right. Thought you, you were just like you just no, said, no, no, no. She's is actually a, very. She small. is a gigantic, and then you stopped, and I'm like, uh, oh, I hope there's something <laughs> oh, else she's coming gigantic. here. Ranger fan, Ranger oh. fan. Clear that up. Clear. Let's well, clear that. Was up. even over here. Although her favorite player from last year was Brad Richards, so then I was a little worrisome, but maybe she saw all those naked photos of him in ESPN. <laughs> Magazine. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just thought I'd throw that in. Well, look, a lot of people like you for the same reason they saw your naked photos in ESPN. So I, we can <laughs> understand the appeal, right? Well, you know, before I tore my uh, meniscus and missed the uh, the 80, 88 Olympics, I mean, I, I was in good physical shape. <laughs> what the? Yeah, no, that, that was the seventy six. What which one we boycott? The 80s. Like, 80s in Moscow. Oh, the 80s. I was in the summer. 80s. <laughs> you were all set to go. You were packed and ready. Yes, I was all set to go. And so. All right, my brother, man. Great show. Time flew, and it was fantastic. Yes, it was a fun show. And also, for those of you that are in our Facebook group, I am going to post an October and November show schedule. <clears throat> and it you'll see it also tells you when the games are and when our shows are with the time and the times on the calendar are Eastern time. Just so you know, our next show will be back next Monday night. So uh, that's it. Follow us on Twitter. Out, find, us, find us on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram, JRS1940. We love you. Good out, everybody.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.